AJ. Nice to have you. How are you, AJ? Welcome back. It's good to have you back on the show. We're just talking about YouTube and success. How are you? Hey, Stephen. I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, good. Good to see you. How's your day been today? Uh, yeah, it's been doing good. Uh, earlier, I did not join, and, and actually, I just I saw your uh, message. That's what I thought. I saw the notification. That's what I thought. Just I'll drop in and say hi. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, you're always welcome to say hi on the show, and, you know, it's great having you. You remember last episode, yeah. we were talking about the Fry Festival with, uh, what's his name, Billy McFarlane? I don't think I was there, was I? Oh, you remember that music <laughs> festival that, that guy scammed all those Oh, people? yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, Fire Festival, my God, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy to do something. And I remember you're a salesperson. We are talking about Jordan Belfort yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Did you see that? Did you see that uh, documentary, Fired? Not yet. I saw uh, some interviews with uh, Billy McFarland. Uh, oh, I have to okay. check the documentary out on Netflix when I can. But have you have you watched the whole documentary? Yeah, yeah. So that's how I got to know about the whole thing because since it happened in the US and I was I I did not follow it when it happened in real time. But yeah, I saw it through the documentary yeah. and that's I did search on what happened actually and what that guy was doing and all. It's pretty crazy. I know. What would you do such a thing like that? And you're just making the music industry look bad. Uh so yeah, I think I uh, know I I still believe what he started off maybe it was a good thing for him but he lost sight of it and uh, I think during the sometime he realized it was never gonna hold up but then he did not say that he just went ahead with it I think that's what yeah. and I saw some vlogs on YouTube right and basically. There were these, I think they were like 18-year-olds. They got on this random plane, flew over to the Bahamas. <laughs> the plane didn't have any air conditioning whatsoever. They got off and they got into this old shitty school bus and they got there, all these tents weren't even up. It was, a, oh, God, a nightmare. For sure, man, for sure. You know... How do people... Uh, yeah, 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 what happened? Yeah, sorry, man. I got a call and I had to go out. I, I did not hear anything and I had to just reboot my phone. This thing is weird. I don't know why. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, yeah. so that's what these people, I think they just thought, you know, they could go enjoy a festival by just paying a little bit of money and probably it was something that was not... Uh, it was a new model of uh, music festival. You know, go go. Mm. It's like twenty-four hours, forty-eight hours of music festival without any sleep, and you're—it's all glitz and glamour, right? So probably that's what got people excited for it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it just—it's um, just a kick in the teeth to the music industry, AJ. Like that—that's just denigrated. Like there was a woman in the, in the Bahamas. She she lost fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were the caterers or something like that, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. 
And then she ended up putting a GoFundMe page, and she raised 200k, and then someone wanted to get a middleman and take their cut. Like, what a stupid way to screw someone over. (laughs) Yeah, I know there are all all such people involved in any scam. Alright, so Mm. uh, I don't know if you... So there is this... uh, You can check that out. There is this company known as Theranos. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, just Google the company known as Theranos. It's T H E R A N O S. It's basically a company that was dot uh, funding without any solid. Uh, I think I told about this last time also. So it's it's a it's even weirder story. You can just check it out. I think the founder for that one was a lady, and I think she's also facing a lot of prosecution and everything. Yeah, there's like so it's many it, scam companies going yeah, around, and I. I know it's all they. False promises. Yeah, and like a lot of these stockbroker like uh, uh, what people do. I don't know how they do this. There's been companies in the Philippines scamming people on fake stocks. Right, right, okay. You know, and you've worked in sales too. Have you uh, come across people scamming, or you've you've stayed away from that stuff? So, uh, of course, there are a lot of people who come across, especially, uh, how do you say it? Uh, scams are always there. I don't know how prominent it is in uh, Australia, but you get a lot of scams, especially with the technology there. Uh, yeah. People call you people call you, and tell you there are like easy pitches to get rich, uh, easy ways you can earn money. <laughs> Basically, <coughs> then a lot of pyramid schemes at that. So, it, it's how you... There are a lot of stuff like that. And, of course, uh, ideally, you... Uh, the best thing I would say is always, always when you hear about any new way to get rich, there is no mm. easy way to get rich as far as I have come across. So always be, what do you say, curious and just keep researching on anything that you come across before you, you know, indulge into it. So as a salesman and as a human being, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> well, you have to. Like, like, he, like Dr. Phil was quoting about oil companies, they do this. People claim to... Uh, say, oh yeah, I can double your uh, money if you invest in this this uh, oil company. Uh, but then, it, hey, if, if it sounds too good to be true, tell them to get get fucked. <laughs> there is no easy way uh, to get rich, with, and everybody wants the shortcut, right? So, and of course. People know that. People know that, and that's how. So let's say uh, that I, I come up with some kind of scam, and you don't fall for it. I but I could easily find ten people who can fall for it. So it's, mm. for any scam, there are takers. That's the whole point. I know. I know. Why are there scams, uh, AJ? What are they? Yeah, why are there scams? Uh, because of course you are paying. So the person who is doing it, he is doing it for the money, and mm. he can easily get the money from, let's say, uh, hundreds of people by just you know tempting them, you know, showing them some sign of uh, richness or money or some better life that they that they get. And all of us are searching for a better life than what we have right now. And because at different points in our life, I guess uh, it depends on a person. Maybe 
when you see let's for example if uh, i am if somebody approaches me at my worst where you know i don't have any other option and i'm looking for an easy fix to get some money and mm. somebody says you give me 10000 now within a month i can give you around 30000 so that's a good deal for me uh yeah that yeah so that, let's say if i'm at my worst and i don't have i'm looking for that ready fix right now i would you know i would take a leap of faith that's it yeah they targeting old people i know they do it in australia they target pensioners like um especially email because a lot of the old generation don't use email right and yeah, a lot of the old generation go to pay their bills at the post office i do the same i i, I pay all my well bills at the post office do my banking at the bank but now with this online banking how do you know if it's coming from the bank or if it's a scam you don't know exactly actually very true very true and uh, yeah never... uh, emails emails i remember you know seeing a lot of see uh, there was a mail i think uh, it's around almost 10 years now i received a yeah. mail from uk guy who was saying that uh, you you remember the company chevrolet when chevrolet yeah uh, chevrolet yeah so they this in the mail that guy was offering me the car known as captiva and he said he wants to give me a captiva all i had to do is pay for its transport from delhi that the capital to my city and and so at that point of time it i was also new to all this stuff and so i actually responded and everything i did talk to that person uh, and luckily for me i did not have any money on me that i can so he all he asked me was he wanted me to share, i don't remember the amount he wanted me to transfer some amount right now and he said send me the tar within as soon as possible and i did talk to a person and the person i talked to seemed foreign i would say because he had an accent and everything i don't know if it was a true foreigner or anything but so that's how that guy hooked me in and this was around 10 12 years ago mm-hmm. and i came home and i talked to my dad about it and also of course my dad called his bluff or whatever but i never responded mm-hmm. to it anymore but yeah looking back i knew this was a big scam because after i would have sh- like send my money over there was no way of tracing that person or the money that would have gone mm. with that and did all he, he said was yeah go on did he keep keep ringing you or did he annoy uh, you or it, no so the first time so uh, i i did contact him uh, we did have a conversation over phone oh. uh, even though his initial contact was through email but then afterwards when after talking to my dad he did try to get in touch with me for like couple of days but i mm-hmm. like ghosted him in a way i guess that i think so or i don't know if i said i'm not interested right now i don't remember but yeah i did not go through with it anyway sure <laughs> did he stop calling you or did he keep pestering uh, you i yeah, he must have stopped calling or i don't remember it's like 12 years ago so i must have blocked him yeah. or something because uh, yeah i think anyway that was the end of it that's the thing in sales because i know you you're a sales person now how many times would you keep uh following up a prospect before and if they're not answering you how, when do you say okay then they're not interested uh, okay so the first call whenever you talk to somebody you get a vibe whether he's either remotely interested or not interested mm-hmm. and if they say they're not interested you don't at least you know push that person for some time Uh, mm-hmm. some people just don't call me ever again but 
there is always a possibility he might feel differently at a later time so you take it and keep it you know in your kitty so but yeah so if somebody is interested you try to finish off the sale as soon as possible because uh, as a salesperson the more a client thinks about what he wants uh, he might you know not choose to do it again so as uh, maybe yeah it depends on what i'm doing so right now if i'm selling them a course or something uh you call him up every two days or something unless until you know he says a no so if he says a no i do i back off of course but until he say, he or she says a no i keep on you know following up and uh trying to get that sale have you ever been told told to i'll say it on the air told to fuck off in sales Uh, so yeah. that yeah of course uh, you you have well i have been told to yeah so i have sold a lot many stuff in my time so uh, yeah so i've sold uh, i don't know if you remember i've sold events i've sold uh, mm. fmcg products i'm selling educational courses right now so there are many times you know so that depends on how that person is at that pretty, uh, that mood whatever it is so some people get very rude to you and also you understand that anyway there's no point talking to them right now even though you did not do anything wrong per se so you just move on that shit and that's the thing too like in my company this sales but you know i i try to do my sales over email at least it's recorded because on the phone it might be a bit of a hassle to cold call an agent who's in the united states so i i do it on email right right How, do you find emails better or do you like to be on the phone the problem with emails is as long as you don't know like you i don't believe in cold emailing because that seldom gives you results mm-hmm. uh, but if at all you know or if at all let's say you can't just wait for somebody to respond over an email either you call them and then tell them that you're sending an email or after you send an email and tell them that i've sent you an email check it out so mm. told really meaning never usually works for me it's very rarely because most people don't respond to emails that's interesting that's yeah. interesting you say that uh, as a sales person because in my experience with cold calling i i would cold call but it it never get me anywhere so i found cold emailing has worked far more better for me than actually on the phone that is good for you then because at least you have email people who are how do you say decent enough to reply you back because <laughs> you got to think in in like any uh, music industry agents you know they're very busy people aj they don't have they don't want to be sitting on the phone so if you email right, them right. they've got it in yeah, writing it yeah it makes sense and it's no, I, mean, i don't know about that industry per se probably that's why and as long as it's formal and you're not spamming them and you you know you have the email signature okay that's a decent email I'll take the time to talk to AJ about what he's got to offer oh, okay that makes sense but uh maybe hmm. i over my career maybe it would have been i could just count it on my two hands like how many times people have responded to my cold emails hmm. uh, but yeah i don't know <laughs> no but what whatever works for you is what works for you yeah, yeah exactly it's totally different and uh, i think 
the market that you are handling and the market that i am handling and the you know the people i am in touch with and that also varies to an extent i would say mm oh, it has to it's going to vary to every extent in sales aj whether you're selling yeah. stocks telecom telecommunications uh cars sales is tough like <laughs> and by the sounds of you you're a people person so you, you how are you with negotiations in sales uh, i'm not going to say that i'm like this was or it's something like that but yeah uh, <laughs> it's okay <laughs> you know i mean negotiations is probably oh you know when you're back and forth cold you know when you're in contact with your prospect you probably you could be talking to him for 2 weeks before you get that that sale right 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 who that's pretty sure pretty good uh, i had yet to see him what's the longest time that you you've been in negotiations with a prospect before they said yes Oh, uh, months I would say. I remember right off the top of my head when I was having this event management industry, event management did. I used to contact them for like two months before you know they started to give me a meeting also where I could actually pitch what I could do. So two months. Yes. That's wow. Yeah, but in a way, it, so it worked out in a way because I was lucky to get that date and you know that I earned a lot from that date. So looking now. I just and I I think over that time I was uh stupid enough to follow them for 2 months to be honest now thinking bad <laughs> I would not have done that <laughs> right now So you had them on your 6 or 7 years ago now You had them on your CRM for 2 months good on you And you got did uh, you get yeah. the sale Yeah yeah that's what uh, so 2 months wow. I was behind them and they they then only they gave me a chance to pitch to them after that i got it actually uh, got that thing it was a gig for a concert i would say uh, yeah. but it was a big deal and i was able to pull it off with my friends and company of course but i don't think i would have put in that much effort maybe right now because i would have moved on yeah well look at look at this ramstein it took him 3 years to play at madison square garden and there was a lot of you know sales behind the scenes you know the band Ramstein right. and to play at Madison Square Garden that's not an easy place to get a gig and and that was a, I'd say a 3 years it took no oh, okay it's pretty awesome no, you know when also, I was first when you, when you understand that you want to do something i guess you do it in that way and nothing else comes close to you know giving you that personal gratification or you know satisfaction exactly you have to be satisfied with what you do right right you know sales mm. is uh, do you think there's a lot of patience you need in sales oh for sure for sure you need to be patient to uh, listen to your bosses uh, what do you call you can call them abusers over the phone uh, you need to be patient to understand the issues that are facing by face by the client face by your teams so, yeah it's a uh, it's a weird game but yeah many people almost everybody does sales sometime or the other in their life so i guess it i'm i'm i would have to say lucky are those people who don't have to do it throughout their life 
Exactly. What else do you do? Like, what are you doing now for you? Are you work? You, I know you're working. Are you? Yeah, yeah. So I just dropped in. I will probably have to get back to work again. I got like an hour of work left. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I just saw your notification. I thought I'll just come. So now everything is work from home. So I have the liberty of working in my own time. Uh, yeah. And I, I like I told you, I'm working for a edutech company which uh, provides uh, online courses for students who are looking to enter the workforce. So nice. this involves uh, what you say, graphic designing, uh, content creation, uh, digital marketing, stock market, and everything on a basic level, enough to mm-hmm. get them a job or an internship somewhere. So yeah, I'm working for such a company. I have a team of like 20 people below me who are salesmen per se, and I'm like their lead. You mentioned too. I think you, you mentioned about there was a company called Neutralite. That was is that? Have you heard of Neutralite? Neutralite is something related to health supplements or something like that. Oh, was there? There was another company, uh, Nexus or ne- Ah, I forgot. Uh, ah. No, bro, nothing comes to mind right now. Bugger. You know when you have that thing in your mind and then you're trying to remember it and you can't? Yeah, yeah. That's alright. You just ping me later when you get a chance. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, no, it's in, it's interesting. Uh, you know, sales can. Oh, I've already. I don't know. Sales to me, it was just boring. You know, uh, when you get the constant rejection. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can get depressed and those kind of things. But that's what. So it. So almost everybody, everybody, every salesperson gets rejected. So that's for sure. But mm. people who go forward and keep on doing it, they tend to get successful at some point or the other. So it's, it's a personal call for those people, you know, till when they need to keep on going. Yeah, because, you know, when you dial and say 120 cold calls on a telephone, that's very, ugh. And then people are just saying, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, send me the quote. You can get, you can get right, frustrating. Yeah. Have you yeah, been through yeah. that? Well, uh, almost all sales go through that. <laughs> <laughs> almost all converted sales. And I, I, I'm pretty sure like you also must have, let's say, contacted, uh, let's say, a number as 10, and out of which almost nine people would have wasted your yeah. time, I would say. But yeah, yeah. you just keep on doing like because you know you need to do this to go ahead and you know, move forward. So you keep on just doing it. You are also doing sales. You are you are selling yourself actually, you know, to agents. Exactly. So you need you need to keep on doing it until you get that breakthrough. Yeah, and it's something that, yeah, of course, you have to do it. We've got to do things we don't like doing. Yeah, that's what success just lies outside your comfort zone, right? That's what the major mantras are about. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's very easy to burn out in sales, AJ. Yeah, very true, very true. So what are some strategies that you have that you can tell the audience that you put in when you're having a bad day in sales? Uh, yeah, so that's exactly what I do. Uh, you just have a bad day in sales. You don't have a bad life in sales. So mm-hmm. almost... 
uh, every sale you are not going to get through so you just regroup yourself and start again fresh because every new day is a new attempt and new thing that you can try out so uh, so i think even my even in so when i started my event management business with my friends like in 2014 uh, i did not have any kind of experience so my friend had some kind of technical experience so and i was the main salesman for the company so mm-hmm. and there was it was very difficult so i started slowly i got referrals through my friends and so you build step by step and of course you go through a lot of rejections at start and throughout also but you just regroup yourself pick yourself up from where you left off the next day because every new day you just have to push on that's all you can do mm. yeah i can i can remember when i started shields productions in 2020 uh i i had a lot of rejection you know but it was that's just what it was i i kept going because i love what i do aj see that's what being passionate about something you do helps also because mm. you know that you are doing something that is creating value and you are just trying to make sure somebody else sees it that way that's all yeah i could see we got Sean Sabot uh back on the show how are you Sean Hi Steve not too bad hi AJ hi Sean so i can see you're discussing sales yes Talk to us, Sean. What do you do? You do sales? No, I'm more. I'm. I'm IT. I'm not a salesperson. There is sales in IT as well. Yeah, but what I do, I mainly do, you know, like just tech support. I don't sell products, Steve. Ah, gotcha. But IT, IT, like uh, uh, AJ, Sean's in IT, and there is salespeople in IT, AJ. Oh uh, yeah 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 so any product that comes out it has to be sold to other people that's the whole point <laughs> I know that but I don't sell the products I just yeah, yeah. fix the products right. that's what I mainly do right right that's cool bro that's the thing I'm not a sales person and you know I'm just mainly just the guy who troubleshoots the problems and fixes them Sean will be the wolf of of IT. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be the Jordan Belfort of IT, AJ. <laughs> the only difference is I actually try and fix the computers, not do a dodgy job for that way. <laughs> exactly. Nah, that's nah, all good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, well, uh, I think Sean will. Uh, did you hear about that? Uh, Fry Festival, that Billy McFarland who scammed all those young people of their music tickets. Yeah, I heard about that the other day. Remember, it was on one of your shows. Yeah, Sean was on that show. Yeah. Yeah, were you on that show, Sean? Yeah, I was on there for a little period of time, and I heard about that man. That guy was was cunning and calculating. <laughs> How did you get away with that? I don't know, man, but apparently there's a Netflix documentary on it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, no. it's on Netflix. You should watch it out. It's on Hulu. Uh, Stephen, I think I might drop out a bit. I'll catch up with you in some time, cool? Yeah, yeah, sure. Thanks for coming on, AJ. Okay, thanks, John. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you again, AJ. 
Yeah, so Sean, um, yeah, it's just uh, pretty pretty sad to do that. Like on YouTube, you got people actually vlogging the, about the incident. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? We've got to watch the Netflix documentary one day. Yeah, me too, man. But other than that, you know, all elite arcade games, I've been playing it. I've been signing up me wrestlers. <laughs> I'm doing a good job being a manager. I want to get the, the PS5 game when it comes out. Well, I'll probably get all the right. PS4 version, then buy the PS5, you know, version once I get a PS5, whatever that is. But it's still sold out everywhere, the PS5. I know. Fucking... Scalpers, mate. Yeah, big money, man. There's someone on Facebook or eBay for big money. Bastards, mate. Mm-hmm. Who does that? Scalping. I don't support them. I'd rather wait and then. Mm. Then you'll support those fools. Yeah, but if if you keep playing arcade, it gives you tasks, and it can it shows you how to book your matches. And you, you make money being a, being a general manager. It's pretty good. Never thought I'd be a good general manager in the wrestling business. The next Eric Bischoff or Teddy Long. Yeah. Oh, they were good general managers, weren't they? Eric Bischoff. He's old. <laughs> Bischoff was a... Well, yeah, he was a dickhead. Cunning, crazy lunatic, man. Why? What did Eric Bischoff do? Do you remember? I don't know if you remember, but he always seemed to favour Triple H. Yeah, bastard. <laughs> Teddy yeah. was like, holla, 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 player. <laughs> I know. Always fun, man. Every time I think of him, I just think of how he used to, like, you know, when you always used to put wrestling tag team matches or make him fight The Undertaker. Well, wasn't there... There are time he, like John Cena when he was champion, and he he he, he went against Kevin Federline. Remember that? Yeah. Britney Spears, that whole Britney Spears feud, and then Christian uh, was a heel with Chris Jericho. They had triple threat matches, but dude, they they had some good matches. And Cena was champion, like Cena was, and he had They're that like. I quit match with JBL. Yeah, he was red hot in 2005. Him and Batista were red hot. I know. But then Batista, I think it was 06, Batista get, gets injured. Yeah, only was finding Mark Henry in still cage. Yeah. Oh, man. Fuck. Poor guys look... Champion for nearly a year, and then he got injured. Yeah. It's quite sad, but... What's Batista? Batista's in Hollywood, eh? Yeah, he's in... He's in, he's in Guys of the Galaxy. Nice. How, ha, have you seen the new Fast Furious 9 with John Cena? Uh, no, have you? No, apparently it's supposed to be good. You're supposed to see the heel side of John Cena. They've ever done Fast and Furious now. Yeah. I mean, Hobbs and Shaw, I thought it was very slow in the beginning. 
It just felt like it was just dragging on. And then at the end, like, uh, it sort of become like Fast and Furious. Roman yeah, Reigns was in uh, Hobson yes, Shaw, by the way. Yes, I was going to say, yeah, he was in it as well. Roman Reigns, he was in it. And someone else. Uh, I die. What's that? Wasn't there, not, wasn't there someone else in it besides the Rock and Roman Reigns? I don't know. Really don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Imagine John Cena turns heel like later on in second WWE one. Yeah. <laughs> That would be. That would. uh, That'd be interesting. But Roman Roman Reigns is boring as fuck to watch. Well, he's a heel now. He's a heel now, Stephen. Yeah, they changed his um, entrance music. Apparently, now he's formed a stable of the Usos called the Bloodline. Yeah. And he's Universal Champion, and they're the Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Sure. But you know what's good about that as well? Paul Heyman's their manager. Yeah. I think yeah, that's a good Paul, move, I reckon. Like, like Paul Heyman was always a great manager in, in the wrestling business. My dad always said that he was a good talker, you know. It was like one, yeah, there was go. one like, question, right? On the WWE website, who has the best mic skills? Yeah. Your dad said Paul Heyman. What about at ECW's one night stand? He said uh, to JBL, oh, Stephanie didn't want to work Tuesdays. <laughs> that was Triple H. I know. Yeah, Triple H didn't work Tuesdays. That's why he was champion. Man, the, it, like, I feel the All Elite Wrestling, they've got their community again. Like, they're trying to bring back that Attitude Era sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, MJF, the Inner Circle, they're fucking awesome, man. Yeah, all all elite what the WWE you know, rejects are on there. They're they're thriving on there. Are they? Shit. You know, like Matt Hardy, Christian, they're they're thriving on their big time now. Wow. <laughs> no way. Look, look! Look at Christian Cage. He was a, he went to TNA and was like champion there. Sure. But what happened after? In, in TNA, remember? Yeah. He was champion. He was, then he went. Then he went back to WWE. Yeah. And and he didn't do much. He was a good wrestler. He, he, yeah, it was on the. Uh, I was listening to Christian Cage on the AEW podcast. Keep listening to that, Sean. Mhm. I'm listening. Yeah, support your local wrestling podcast, son. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Aubrey Edwards, she's she's pretty good. She's awesome. She's a great referee. Anyway, Christian Cage was on it. He was talking about he's moved down to Florida and shit like that. And, you know, he's basically... Um, um, basically said he was training in his home. He's come mm-hmm. back to wrestling. He met, I think he met Tony Khan like seven years ago. Wow. 
seven years ago. Like Christian Look, Cage or Christian, his name. He was in WWE. I think he was in WWF with Edge, and he was tag teaming with Edge. Yeah, but Edge seemed to have got the better luck with him because Edge has got multiple championships, you know. In WWE. Serious? I know, Edge was awesome. yeah, champion multiple times. I know, because he knew the business. He wanted to step away from the tag team thing, which is fine. It's business, man. Like, yeah. Like, wrestlers always seem to stand out when they go solo, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, look at the shield. When they, when they split, they just got their own personalities. Yeah. Exactly. Even Evolution, Randy Orton and Batista left Evolution, they 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 stood out. Evolution was probably, uh, they're going to be remembered and DX for a while. But the thing is, WWE's dying out. It's, it's dying, dude. It's, they've gotten so big that it's like they're a PG company. John Moxley doesn't regret leaving. You notice, like, it was mainly obvious they were dying out, in my opinion, when, during the, the America's COVID situation last year, mm. when they had no fans. Yeah. Like, you'd notice, like, the glaring problem straight away. Well, I could tell everything was just so scripted, like, Randy Orton punt-kicking Ric Flair, that... He never punt kicked Ric Flair. That's that was all set up, dude. And you could tell, man, it was set yeah. up. Look, if he if he actually punt kicked Ric Flair, he would have killed him. Yeah, like that punt kick. I don't know why the WWE took it away, but I think he, he's given concussions to Sam Punk. He had to. He he had to, I don't know. He could. I think it was Armageddon or something. He punt kicked Sam Punk and he had to take the night off. Holy moly. Well, they weren't strict on concussions back then, but Kurt Angle had concussion and he, they just kept wrestling. <laughs> it's not like now. Now it's all, you know, the stage has been, you know, the stage has changed now. I know, man. But that's the beauty about All Elite Wrestling. It's mm-hmm. wrestling. It's wrestling at its best, dude. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they're trying to, like, Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes. Remember the first pay-per-view? Fuck, that was awesome. Bret Hart walks down the... Walks, walks down. Man, they appreciated oh, man. Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah, Vince swift him off big time. Look, when he took the belt off him without, you know, telling him. Oh, no, Vince can get fucked. You know, I'm talking about the Montreal screw job. Yeah, that was pretty close. Like, where you like... What a sh... Where he took the belt off him and he didn't even tap out. I know. What a shit way to retire, man. What hmm. a shit way to retire, dude. What do you think of me, um... My, my, my avatar photo? That you can mm-hmm. see on the screen now. Super, super, <laughs> super, <laughs> man. super shields, it's called. Super shields. <laughs> Pretty good, eh? Not bad. 
Yeah. I modify your hair and take add the glasses. You'll probably look like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's good, man. You know. No, but that's 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 the wrestling business. It's always changing, dude. I'm being on the road 300 days a year, man. Last year, WWE weren't even on the road a lot. They were literally in one spot. I know. Crazy, man. I know it is. It's crazy. Like, All Elite Wrestling, they got, like, a whole catering team. Well. You know that? <laughs> they're you around. Yeah. Impressive. I just gave you a gem. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think they would eat stuff like that. Nah. Well, they do now, but back when Kurt Angle was wrestling, they had to provide all their own medical and health care. Oh, goodness. Crazy, dude. Even I shoot back then, Steve. I know. It was like the... Um, The attitude error, or what, what, what you can call it, mm-hmm. is what it was. Man. That's just how it is, Sean. The attitude error, my friend. One of the best errors, I reckon. Best errors in wrestling. They went to PG, and that's it. Just stop and stale. I know, I remember when it went stale for the first time, dude. Like, it was strange. It's... Yeah, like, it... it I've stopped liking it around, you know, 2010, you know, when they started all the childish skits. I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. Yeah, I know. Why are they starting to do childish shit? I don't know. I asked Vince McMahon... Crazy man. Yeah, ask Vinny, ask, ask Vince McMahon, dude. <laughs> Vince McMahon. I like how you said that, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Vince McMahon. Yeah, no chance. No you chance. No. <laughs> I know, eh, dude. Mm-hmm. So, how's your day been? How, did you end up playing your video game? Mm-hmm. Oh. I didn't get a chance to set it up, dude. I'm trying to get my, my PS3. I'm trying to get my PS3 up again. I thought you were going to play play PlayStation with someone online tonight. Yeah, I did. How'd you go? It was bad. Yeah. What happened? You lost? Yep. Ah, shit. Mm-hmm. That is shit, dude. That is crazy. I know. I know. Crazy man. Crazy. Down curl motherfucking crazy. <laughs> man, I always seem to, I, I'm bad at online gaming. <laughs> yeah, you should you should like like online gaming it, it's a skill. You have to play really all the time, dude. I know, and it's very easy to get addictive. That's why I don't know. Like I don't have a PlayStation in my room anymore. Do you still have the old one? Yeah, I still got the three lying around somewhere, but 
I'm too busy creating YouTube and podcasting, Sean, and doing that sort of stuff. That's what I do. I guess like that. Like I'm busy working. I know, That's man. The thing. You know, but you do what you love doing, Sean. That's it, Steve. That's it. Now you love being an entrepreneur, and I like being an IT guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I get my computer hard drive, please, sir? <laughs> Oh, he's on. Have you tried turning it on and off again? Oh, no. I put it in the water. (laughs) Because Google said I could put it in the water. (laughs) Dr. Google. Uh, Google can get fucked. He's he's, 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 his one. Well, no, it's a crowd. Yeah. Listen to this. Go for it. Can you hear it? Yeah, nah. Don't play it. I don't want to get pulled off. I don't want to get this episode taken down. But I believe you. I'll check it out later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm trying to grow a beard, Sean. Remember we were talking earlier about growing a beard? Mm. I've got to get... Apparently, I've got to try out that minoxinol or something like that. Where's your app form? Oh, like came to the pharmacy. <laughs> did he did he actually tell you that? Yeah. Yeah, YouTube as well. Like I wanna grow a beard. Like I've been watching these shaving tutorials on shaving my beard. <laughs> so this stuff will help you grow a beard. Yeah, do you reckon I'll look good with a beard? <laughs> no, I'll Depend. be honest. Depends, be honest. man. Probably say, you, I'll probably, it'll probably be weird seeing you with a beard, but then I'll probably get used to it after a while. You serious? Like, I, I did this emoji with myself, and I had a beard, and it looked pretty good. It was like, yeah, that's my dream. <laughs> you reckon it'd be weird? Can, can you send me it? Can you send me it? Yeah, I'll do it now. <laughs> but, like, that's what it is, you know, like. Hey, man, what's up? Yeah, you going, dude? Where you from? I'm from India. Yeah, what do you do for your career? Ah, right now I'm in my college studying political science as a bachelor subject. Man, that is so cool. And uh, uh, how how many years till you finish your degree? How many years do I have to finish the degree? I mean, it is a three-year degree, but I'm in my end sum, so yeah, it's already finished. That is so cool. That is amazing. And no, uh, you know what's what your is name? cool? Uh, sorry. What's your name? Uh, my name is Abby. You can call me Abby. I mean, that's that's it. Uh, Abby, anything. You know, Abby. Nice to meet you. I, I've got a YouTube channel, and I'll put uh-huh. the link in the chat. And if you'd like to subscribe, you get new videos every Friday. What what what's the name of the channel? Uh, Shields Productions, or you can go to my bio. And you can check yep. it out. Yeah, definitely. And what does it deal with? Does it deal with the wrestling stuff? 
nah, music, but we're just talking wrestling on the podcast because you're on the Stephen Shields radio show. I do radio or podcast. So I subscribe your channel. Uh, I think I would be seeing your content very soon. Yeah, I already put some videos up today on YouTube. Yeah, I guess there's this uh, radio show with Audrex and record labels in Melbourne. Yeah, everything's music. Uh, yeah. So if you want to... If you want to learn music, uh, you can uh-huh. comment on my YouTube videos, Abby. Uh-huh, definitely, man. And so, you can uh, share them around. You, yeah, definitely, I would be sharing it around. So, something I said, it like, you know, I just wanted to say that, you know, it's not very usual that you can find a, a wrestling podcast or kind of a talk show on this app. So, it's, it's kind of an unusual... Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, All Elite Wrestling, you know, the new company. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've heard. Now, WWE was a, is a PG show, and we're talking about, me and Sean, about when Batista and John Cena were in their prime, but then the company moved to PG, and it just, it was shit. So All Elite Wrestling is but like you know, bringing... Yeah, go on. But a lot of people, a lot of people say this that the wrestling is now bad and it does not have the same kind of a thing that it used to have, with, into the Attitude Era or into in the Ruthless Era. But haven't everything has changed with the time? Not only wrestling hasn't even the movies, hasn't even the times, haven't even the people, the whole mindset, the whole uh, generation hasn't changed. I mean, yeah. you have to think about it, and it has changed with the time and. Uh, you can call it progressive. You can call uh, for the wrestlers. I mean, they don't have to go through the hospitals for, you know, various headshots. They don't have to, you know, worry about getting uh, some kind of injury. So it's it's kind of progressive. But at the same time, it's not that wrestling. If you if you are uh, if you are still waiting for that hardcore Mick Foley or that kind of wrestling, mm-hmm. then I think we are we are out of time. I mean, that would be very out of time to say all that. Uh, we are but, uh, like all elite wrestling, like. They're not hardcore wrestling, but they're like, they're actually wrestling. It's not scripted like the WWE, Abby. Like, they're wrestlers that are free to wrestle. It's not like they're told what to say. But, uh, like, the Attitude Era with Steve Austin, those were the great days. Miss those times. I think it all started down in WWE when Eddie Guerrero died, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, that's Hi, bad. Stephen. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Oh, yeah, Sheikh. Good. How are I'm you? Fine. Hi, man. Glad Welcome to be back. here. Hello. Dean Samward. Uh, uh, so, the <laughs> thing is that... Uh, so, the yeah. thing is that, uh, you know, Attitude Era or the whole uh, wrestlers were there when present. If Even if you pick anyone who was not winning that much matches, but even if you pick one character or one... A wrestler in the Attitude Era, he had his own story, he had his own fandom, and he um, uh, he had the same level of star level. And, uh, you know, Attitude Era is in a whole another, I can say, wrestling was at its prime or its peak when it was, uh, you know, Attitude Era. And after that, it's Ruthless Era, uh, but, you know, Ruthless Era still kind of carries it. But since, uh, what, what can I say, PG Era, John Cena Era kind of a thing happened when John Cena was on prime, the product got very soft. And soft, and now uh, wrestlers, what really do are they play games or uh, you know, kids or kid oriented? It's very kid oriented thing. It is, and it's targeted for kids. <laughs> like, and that's why I, 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 I don't watch WWE anymore, uh, Abby. It's um, 
it's for me the matches are just boring. It's yeah, me neither. I I don't also. I I, I think I, I know every move Randy Orton's gonna do. Like, there's nothing original with Randy Orton anymore. They took away his punt kick, and I know the RKO out of nowhere. Great. Mm-hmm. I think what uh, WWE is right now doing or like what the board of directors wants to do is that they want to have a Disney kind of a model. You see with the uh, Disney, it's soft, yeah. it's for the kids and it targets the soft population who depends on their parents for everything. They want to apply the same thing. So I think in a business way, they are having their profits. They are cutting off wrestlers. They're going to Saudi Arabia for all those pay-per-views. They are, they are doing all those marketing level things. They are making underwear with John Cena name and God not what they're doing. But I think they're doing a Disney thing with themselves. Yeah, you need to, like, if you want to watch wrestling, you've you got to watch All Elite Wrestling, Abby. Because it's... Chris Jericho's gone to All Elite, Cody Rhodes, Christian Cage, Mark Henry. I'm sure you're familiar with Mark Henry. Um, I'm familiar with everyone. I mean, uh, the recent yeah. one was Daniel Bryan that was set to appear in the Chicago paper uh, you And there's Shit, also talk- Daniel Bryan. Is he gone to All Elite Wrestling? Yeah, he signed with Shit. All Elite. And Matt Hardy uh, debuted in the middle of a pandemic. So did Sting. Ah, but and the one thing that I want to really see is that there are strong rumors or there are strong speculation that CM Punk can make his return with AEW. Oh, that'd be fucking awesome because CM that Punk... That would just uh, elevate the thing, you know. It would be awesome to see AEW having all that people. Then you have in WWE some kind of Monday Night Wars shit. <laughs> like, what's going on with WWE laying off all these wrestlers? Like... Yeah, so the thing is that, you know, many of the reporters ask the same thing to Triple H. And now this is Triple H. We know he's a man who will speak something which would be very much, you know, uh, what can I say? Not very real. But still, he gives this answer that uh, why WWE is cutting so many people off is because if you look at the record of WWE uh, before AEW or, you know, three years, five years back, WWE was really hiring, hiring a lot of people. He hired a bunch of people from Impact and a bunch of, you know, I mean, 12 to 13 people from Impact. They hired a lot yeah. of people from On Honor. They used to hire a lot of people from Japan and they were hiring so many people. But the thing is that on the card, there was not that much space. Even after being a th- three-hour show, a lot of people were, you know, kind of bored with it. Uh, so they are cutting down every, you know, uh, what can I say, a jobber kind of a person and they want to keep the... Uh, you know, more exciting st- uh, characters on the board. So that is what Triple H. Well, Randy Orton's still there. Like, he, uh, he, like, this is what saddens me. When Christian won the World Heavyweight title, a week later on SmackDown, Randy Orton just takes it away. Like, Christian should have had his fair go being the champion. He was a champion in TNA. He did very mm-hmm. well in TNA. He's doing well in all of the wrestling. Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes was fired from the company. Um... Dustin you know, Rhodes as well. Uh, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is that why Randy Orton is still there? A lot of people ask me, or whenever I'm discussing the thing, that they, they kind of have the same question: that why Randy is still there? I mean, John's not there, Batista is not there, uh, Brock's not there, uh, Christian, Edge, all the peers, all the peers he had in the ruthless aggression era, no one's here. My simple thing is that Randy doesn't know anything else than being in WWE and wrestling. 
John he is getting movies, Batista getting movies. Again, uh, Edge he has something. Uh, Edge had an injury, so he's out. You had Christian never had a really good career in WWE. He was always that rough, uh, rough cut guy who used to be out of WWE, very underappreciated. So he's not happy with WWE. You can so all these people are gone, and then you have just have this Randy Orton guy. So he doesn't really know anything more. WWE and wrestling, so he just likes to stay there. He can be go gone for like uh, some months, but he likes to stay there. So I think that's the only reason. Well, Randy Orton's been in the condemned too, and he did very well, but he's getting old. He's slowing down, and he's he's forty one. He, he's done it all. He's 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 succeeded already in the business and yeah royal rumbles wrestlemania elimination chamber beating undertaker i think he's done everything yeah youngest world heavyweight champion as well yeah, what's next i mean you know he was better he was always best as the legend killer because randy orton as a baby face was just weird it sucked but now the fact is he's kind of himself a legend killer and there's no more legends left to kill now their people now the wrestlers are very young very rookie wrestlers so i think he needs a character change he needs kind of an old viper kind of an uh, attitude where he's more reserved very more calculative kind of a person. I would like to have uh, that kind of a thing from Randy. I don't want him to, you know, act like he's in his uh, 30s. Uh, that would be very stupid to look at. Yeah, true. I- I'd like Randy to go to All Elite Wrestling. Uh, he would never. I can tell you this. He would never. You know, I'd, I'd like to see Randy Orton um, become his old self again. Maybe, but there are a lot of things that we watch, but it's really not there. So what about Sheen? Uh, Sheen, I mean, he doesn't like wrestling or what happened? Yeah. The problem with the WWE is control. It's too much politics. Backstage uh-huh. politics. But you know, but if you're talking about WWE, we have to remember this thing that WWE is kind of a thing which has always worked. Whether it's the Vincent, uh, Vince's father, he used to own the territory business. He was doing this thing, so he, it was a, a, again into one hand, and then Vince. And Vince has run the company and taken the company from you know what can I say a small territory in New York, I guess, or in uh, Texas. It was in New York or Texas. I remember that. So from there, he's making make this country into an you know uh, very this global phenomena or that you know global eye uh, kind of a thing where everyone uh, on every country at least has some kind of fandom over it. So I think mm. he, he has controlled everything. So he has that kind of a nature where he thinks that he's kind of a thinks that he's kind of God. I guess I I don't know. Now nah, the guy's a prick, Vince McMahon. I, I don't like him. Like Donald Trump. I know people don't like Donald Trump, but Donald Trump uh, actually brought Vince McMahon out, and and Donald Trump made Raw commercial free. This was years ago, and Vince got mm-hmm. pissed off, and then Donald Trump sold it for double than what he brought it. So he screwed. Yeah, but Vince Steve, over. it would have been it would have been scripted though. That's the thing. You that would have been scripted. Yeah, that was scripted. No way would Vince sold WWE. No way in hell. Uh huh. He would never sell his. Uh, he could, you know, what can I say? Vince could sell his wife, not the company. That that's looks just so real. That's the thing. Vince McMahon would never sell WWE. 
or even for Donald Trump. But what about all that money coming out of the arena? Was that fake money? Yeah, that was fake, dude. I thought it was real. It looks so real. That's the thing about wrestling. You have to make people <laughs> feel it. I was like, shit. And they had a, they had a whole media conference with with the signing oh. and Stone Cold Steve Austin literally don't take, done Don't it. take that too much seriously. It would have been all a scripted thing. So yeah, where are you from, yes, man? it would all scripted, dude. Quite, I, can't, I can't believe some people um, actually thought Vince McMahon died in a car accident. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, I did not got you. Where are you? Where are you guys from, so? Sydney, Australia. Sydney. Oh. Sean's oh, a regular cool. guest on my podcast. Okay, that's nice. So, are you, so what about Australia? Does Australia has any wrestling kind of a business over there? Yeah, but it's like underground indie sort of stuff. You never hear about it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Be like a word of mouth. There's really no wrestling. There's no wrestling company. Is there any wrestling companies in Australia, Sean? Well, there's a, there's a company here called AWF. I went to one of their shows many years ago, but... That's about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, wrestling circuit, uh, other than America, I've seen, uh, like Japan, they have lot of, they have it. Mexico, they have it. Um, and these, I'm, again, I'm talking about the popular ones. So in United Kingdom, I guess, uh, in UK, there's one that's very popular. And the next thing, I, 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 I highly speculate if there's any other country which has kind of a popular wrestling company. Supposed to be that well, New Japan Pro Wrestling is very good to watch. Oh man, you should you should highly and I you know highly recommend you people if you like hardcore wrestling, you should see you know uh, you know what was the name of that guy? Uh, uh, I forgot his name. He's a hardcore legend in WWE. Mick yeah. Foley, yeah. You should yeah. see Mick Foley in uh, New Japan. In the you know in the matches he uses barbed wires. There's blood. He's cutting off ears. He's biting some nose. Uh, he's biting the head. He, he, they are using that, you know, Japanese kind of steel weapons and all that thing. And there's blood and all that gore. I, is, I, that, you know, is that stuff real, or is that? I mean, blood is real, uh, but they use uh, that small blades. Uh, and whenever they are into a headlock, what Hogan used to do is that he used to put a little, uh, you know, blade over his, uh, uh, maybe in uh, armpits or maybe in the. You know, tongue or somewhere else. He used to hide that tip, and when they used to do a high, you know headlock, he used to just take that out, and he used to make a little, um, you know, what can I say, scratch over his head at a place where yeah. there would be a lot of blood would come out. So they used to do that uh, thing. But with Mick Foley, I can say that's real. I mean, he's a crazy dude. Yeah. What about thumbtacks as well? Uh, oh man, that's real. very painful. That, that's fucking painful. I've seen like uh, a, a picture of a guy. He was on that thumb uh, thumbtacks and all that, and his back looked really shit, man. Like Randy Orton, he tried to RKO Mick Foley on thumbtacks, and Mick Foley uh, reversed it, and Randy Orton literally landed in thumbtacks. That would have fucking hurt. Yeah, man, that really fucking hurt me. I mean, just imagine one th- uh, thumbtack, uh, you know, piercing into your uh, maybe foot, and it it would it pain so much. So what what happened when so many thumbtacks would be in your back and uh, in your uh, legs and all in every body parts? So it would definitely pain. 
don't know how they... So those are real thumbtacks. They are very real. They are stick to their body. There's blood and all that thing. So I think that's real. So is this all scripted? They're going to say, okay, we're going to use thumbtacks in this match? So one thing that I want to tell you guys is that uh, there are two things. Like one is fake and one is scripted. Fake yeah. is something that is not real. Scripted yeah. is something is like this is going to happen. We are going to ring. I would give you a punch. You would give me a, another punch. And at that moment, we will give an RQ. And, and this moment would be we are going to you know end the match with the finisher. Now, this is all a planned thing. But you really don't know how the planned things are going to go. There have been a lot of injuries when you perform a certain move. Like with Seth Rollins, the guy was doing a power bomb, and it was, I guess, 2015, 2016. Uh, so he was doing this, and what happened is that when he was going for the power bomb, one of his ankles it got twisted, and uh, for that he was like out of action for 11 months. So mm. it is all scripted. Like they know what to do at what time and when to finish the match, but they also don't know how the match is going to end. I mean, about with the injuries and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, there was uh, thumbtacks in TNA as well because I remember TNA and I think it was 2006 to 2008. That was starting to grow. And then uh, Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff went to TNA, Ric Flair, Mick Foley. Sting was there, Hermandus uh, and all that people. Why did Kevin TNA Mesh. die die out what happened simple one reason they want to make tna into wcw oh i mean they wanted to compete with wwe and doing so they invited a lot of wrestlers that used to work for wcw like all those old guys and one of the guys that was in it was hulk hogan and hulk yeah. hogan is very you know egoistic person he likes to manipulate everything he likes to things go by him way so he has an he had an open contract and and he changed the way how the ring was before it was a six sided ring he changed into a four sided ring he changed the division's name from x division to high flyers and all that thing he introduced a lot of things that was in wwe he you know wanted to replicate what wwe was doing and in that the tna lost its charm yeah, that's a shame because TNA was different. They had therefore that octagon ring was pretty cool. Yeah, and Hulk Hogan wanted everything to look like WCW, which was already you know kind of failed thing. So I mean, it's it's because of Hulk Hogan. A lot of people say it's because of Hulk Hogan. Well, I mean, Ric Flair had a couple of matches on uh, TNA. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jeff and Matt Hardy were on TNA for a while, but. Matt Hardy's on All Elite. Jeff Hardy's on uh, WWE. But that's a shame uh, with TNA. Because Kurt yeah, Angle, I mean, he was in his prime. He had some... He looked fucking awesome. He had all this cyborg kind of a look. Where he used to come to the ring. He used to give a person you know, a couple of moves. And the person won't even be able to move himself. And that was the old thing, but it just went off, and you know now nobody watches TNA that much. I know, it just looks shit. I think I it think... died when AJ Styles left. Yeah, and some old yeah. Them. 
and that's the I, problem that's what i said i mean the, the hulk hogan wanted people who used to work in wwe and doing so he invited a lot of you know old wrestlers and a lot of wrestlers who was not in the market and because of it uh, uh, talent like samoa joe talent like cm punk talent like aj styles uh, christopher uh, christopher adams or what was the name of the guy i forgot but yeah these were all original yeah christopher daniels and they were not very satisfied with all that because they were not getting the proper time they should be given so i guess that's the reason yeah well, dixie carter i don't think she was suited to be a, a, a manager as a wrestling manager yeah she she was she was more like a recept uh, receptin kind of a person but nah And then Kurt Angle's uh, wife had an affair that fucked things up too with the Jarrets apparently. Oh my god. Yeah, it was weird. You know. But anyways, I left watching wrestling like, you know, two or three years ago when when I felt like this is it. Now, this is the main point of it. Now, after that, I can't Uh, really watch wrestling i can't really enjoy wrestling and after that i i can look for the news i like to read about the news i like to read articles about it but uh, when was the last time i really sat down and watch a fucking 3 hour show no nah, i don't think i have ever watched that in 3 years uh, no i haven't well if you can watch the first pay-per-view of uh, all elite wrestling in las vegas if, i think you'll like it it's not available in my country i guess i have to do something about it on youtube i think they've got it on youtube i guess i guess if the, if it's on youtube that's a good thing yeah i don't know they, they they should they need to come up with their own aew app to be able to stream it i think they need uh, what about that. you guys i mean how you guys watch it just on youtube the highlights same here uh-huh. that's how we do it So what else do you, uh, do you guys like to talk about like anything else you like Yeah IT video games cartoons uh-huh. bit of politics uh-huh. Politics yeah that's interesting for me wrestling love wrestling music as well just chat IT What about Uh, what about your prime minister what's the name of that guy scott morrison if i'm not wrong yeah how is that how is that guy doing oh he's good but he's very slow to get a vaccine it's been a stuff around have you been vaccinated had, yet yeah i had my first uh, jab so yeah i'm vaccinated was it was it a stuff around for you just to get a jab sorry was it a stuff around for you just to get a jab Uh, uh, I'm not able to get. Was was it tough for uh, me to it, get? It means it means he voice translates. Was it very difficult for you to get your first vaccine shot? No, no. Yeah. I mean, it was not that much difficult. Uh, it was it was kind of an online thing. So you have to um, register your name at very early, and you have to yeah. just wait for your uh, date. So if I register it today, then I would basically I would be called up by the doctors at. after 3 to 5 days so to get it so it, it was not that much difficult abby i've had to wait a month since i've booked it i mean yeah vaccine shortage is there uh, yes there is it's down yeah, okay you try it's been very difficult to get a vaccine it's like 
it's just everyone's saying that we Australia didn't order enough vaccines to, you know, vaccinate the entire population, and as a result, three states, you know, like New South Wales, Victoria, and South Australia, were in lockdown. Mm. But you know, I met a lot of people from Australia. Not a lot of, but yeah, I met my fair share of people from Australia, and they were not really happy with the Scott Morrison. And uh, when I say not really happy. They were kind of, you know, one of the person said that he's just a jackass. Then I don't know why people select him. I love this show. No, that's what it is. A but, jackass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a show called Jackass. <laughs> oh my god, you got really happy about it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, have you seen the South Park pandemic special yet, Abby? I, uh, you know, when I was growing up, I really never heard about South Park, but uh, now I want to see South Park, and I would be, you know, going to see it very soon. It's just that uh, it's not available in my country. Maybe it would be on Netflix. I have to buy Netflix for that. Yeah, they did a pandemic special in 2020. Oh my god, everything, everyone has a pandemic special for that, and every show, <laughs> everything is there. Crazy. For some reason, even Marvel could one day come up and say that now we are going to make a movie on some pandemic superhero, Vaccine Man, I don't know. Oh god, oh god. It's gracious. Mate, yeah, I know. Isn't that right, Sean? That's crazy stuff. Sure is, dude. Yeah. Yeah, look, uh, you know, I'm gonna end end the end the room, but it was a fantastic show today. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anyways, guys, it was really nice meeting you, and uh, I hope we will again meet. So, yeah, guys, take care. Bye. Yeah, bye, Abby. Bye, Bye, Abby. Bye, man. Bye. Yeah.